This is the Action for Wellness podcast, where we discuss small changes that will greatly improve your life, health, relationships, and well-being. Hosted by naturopath Maya Harish and parenting consultant Nava Abraham. Welcome to the Action for Wellness podcast. This is episode three. And today we're talking about confidence, how to build your confidence, how to build confidence in others, including children. And why is it so important? Well, confidence is basically the first stepping stone. It's the petrol you need to drive yourself to do anything. Because if you don't have confidence in yourself, you're never going to try anything because you kind of, you don't think you can do it. Mm Mm-hmm. And why would anyone try doing anything that they can't do? So if we don't have confidence, we can't achieve our goals. We certainly can't change anything. Mm -hmm. And before we started recording, we were having an interesting discussion about when your confidence is built. And you were saying that it's very, it's built when we're children. It's not built when we're children, but the ability to have a more optimistic outlook on things. The ability to develop and evolve your self-confidence, your confidence in others, your ability to love and to be loved, which basically I honestly believe is all a part of the same thing, yeah? Um, But that is formed at a very, very young age. I was talking to you about um, the theory of attachment that was developed by John Bowlby who was a researcher and a psychologist. Mm-hmm. He worked it, He worked in the 50s. He was... Actually, he was a student of Me, uh, Melanie Klein and Anne Freud, who were Freudian, basically. Anne Freud is... Uh, Sigmund Freud's daughter was, anyway. And the Freudian approach was basically that mothers are only there for nutrition, you know, so they can breastfeed their children. There's no any... There's no additional value to a mother. There's no additional need. Mm-hmm. And then they did the horrible monkey experiment. And then, yeah, it wasn't Bowlby, it was Harlow. He did he did a horrible monkey experiment. But horrible as it may have been, horrible as it actually really was, the results were so important to us today. Very, very shortly, I'll explain that he separated baby monkeys as soon as they were born from their mothers. And he put them in a cage. The cage was divided into two sections. The one section had like a wire frame that had a, a bottle in it. And he, that's where, that was the only place the monkey received any sort of nutrition from. The other half of the cage would have had an identical wire frame, but it was covered with this nice fluffy soft material and had the the Freudian approach would completely assume that the monkey would spend most of its time on the wire, the naked wire, because that's where it got its food from. And maybe when it wanted to go to sleep, it would cuddle up against the velvety part. But what actually happened was that this monkey spent, the monkeys, all of them, spent 99% of their day cuddled up against the fluffy wire and... They only went to the other side just to get to feed and to go back. That's all that happened. They sort of, they, there were different steps to this experiment. They tried scaring the monkey and seeing where it went and they wanted to see what happened. But basically the inequivocal conclusion of this experiment was that we clearly need love and affection uh, and that is what helps us build up our security. I find it very upsetting that we need to do, to, to do experiments to find agree. this out. It's true, but you know what? At the time... They needed it. They really needed it. And you know what? After Bowlby came out with his theory of attachment, which was completely different to the Freudian approach, and because he was a student of, of uh, Melanie Klein, who was entirely Freudian, he was 
shun. Okay. Like, uh, articles came out saying, don't listen to him. He's a charlatan. He's, you know, he's just ignore him. He was completely, you know, discarded and completely kicked out of the, he was, I think he was like disbarred or whatever, whatever you do to psychologists. It's interesting how many times that happens to people who end up. Yes. What do you mean earth is not banana shaped? (laughs) (laughs) You're an idiot. Yeah. And I was saying that while I agree that a lot of our confidence is stemmed in things we learn as children, I also think that we can change quite a bit and grow and develop. I do agree. Again, I'm not, I don't disagree on you, with you that we can change and grow and, you know, sort of advance ourselves. Because I still think that every little, every little change in, in your path, you know, on the, long, on the long run makes a huge difference. It does make a huge difference in your life. But I do feel, I do agree that a very large part of our personality and our outlook, our very, you know, very, very basic, very, very real first response to anything is heavily based on that. Heavily based on our experience as as infants. Because what John Bowlby was saying with his theory of attachment was that up until the age of two, a lack or instability of a caring person, the caring person, okay, it could be both parents, it could be one parent, that really doesn't, that's not what matters. It needs one constant person who is there for you. The baby, the infant needs to know that there is someone there who will always be there and will always respond when they need something. It doesn't even necessarily have to be the right, the correct response, Mm-hmm. Okay, it's just the knowledge, the security that there is someone there for you, and that I do agree makes it. I really do think so. I'm, sh- I'm sure it makes a difference. It's just before you were talking about like ninety percent. What they're saying now, yeah. So they have been, they, you know, they've been researching the brain, but brain researchers. Okay, this is one specific uh, study. Brain researchers are now pretty much saying that ninety percent of your brain's potential is realized by the age of three. Okay, your behavioral patterns, learning patterns. That's a different thing, though, isn't it? But that's brain's potential and behavioral patterns. I'm 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 changing my. I'm saying something. They are, but what they're saying is that your behavioral behavioral patterns are also determined by the age of two. That makes it even more. Apart from anything else, as a parent, really, really stressful. Honestly, because by the age of two, you don't know what they want. They cry. You don't know what they want. But again, the idea is not that a child should never cry. That's not it. What he's saying is that if he knows that you're there for him, it's fine. You're good. So so you're saying there's something reassuring there. It's not just panic. Yes. Well, it's, that's good. Yeah. Thank goodness for that. See, glass half full. <laughs> I'm I'm saying that I think I think it changes a lot. I think also my confidence levels have changed a lot over the years. I think they used to be really low and then they became really really high and then they got really really low and then they're sort of growing back now. Okay, I'm sorry about this sort of banal analogy, but when I was younger I used to work out in the gym a lot. Mm-hmm. Okay, I was really fit. I was strong, I had, you know, good muscle, tone, whatever. I was really quite fit. And then I stopped going to the gym and I became really unfit. And I remembered that I used to be really fit. And so when I tried working out again, because I was not where I remembered I used to be, 
I found it really, really, really discouraging. Like, really discouraging. Mm-hmm. Because I was I was expecting myself to be able to do, I don't know, 60 push-ups. I've never done 60 push-ups in my life, but I'm just using that as an example. I remembered I could do 60 push-ups, but I could only do, like, three, and then I wanted to pass out and die. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then I sort of... I kept going I went for something more low-key lower energy whatever and I managed to get fit again so you're saying our confidence is a muscle yes I like that that's exactly what I'm saying if you don't use it you lose it so but not for good (laughs) that comes back to so so there's a quote by Peter Vood and he says each one of us has a confidence account and every single action we make every decision we make sorry every single action we take and every decision we make either adds to this account or withdraws from it yeah i think that's just what you were saying so what i like about what he's saying is that we have every single day the opportunity to build up our confidence and it's in every single decision we make am i going to have another coffee with cream and loads of sugar or am i going to have a fruit shake am i going to hit snooze on the alarm in the morning Or am I going to wake up and get on with my day? Am I going to eat uh, fast food on my lunch break? Or am I going to have a proper meal that will... Every single one of these decisions... Am I going to apply to this job that I really like the sound of? Mm -hmm. Or am I going to punk out and stay in my mediocre job? uh, Which I know I have and I'm quite good at. And I, I really like that idea. I find it so inspiring. And... I was trying to take that advice for a while. I spent like a week trying to think about every decision I make. Wow. Um, it's a bit tiring. Obviously, it's can't, you can't really think about every decision we make. But you I can think about amazing. a lot of them. I don't think them. I could be bothered with thinking about every decision I make. And, and I can tell you, it really does make a difference to the way your day looks really? and the way your week looks. And I imagine if you can... He's a pretty intense person. I don't think I'm anywhere near that intense, but if I was able guy, to, yeah. Um, but if I was able to keep up that intensity throughout my life, you know, I think sounds like hard work though, like really hard work to be as intense. Well, it definitely it's a personality thing, isn't it? Some yes, people just true. are, and some people aren't. I'm a low key kind of person. I think I'm intensely not intense. <laughs> <laughs> Could be, yeah. Could be. <laughs> but, uh, but I like the idea that you can make choices throughout your day that can clearly and immediately mean you feel better or you don't feel as good. And it, it's a lot of little things. It's just a lot of little things. Our confidence comes from many, many little things. It's not like once I did something really brave and now I'm going to be brave forever. It's true. <laughs> it's but you know like what, that. but you know what I like about it also is that it's, not irreversible meaning uh you tried something and you failed and uh, confidence levels are low at the moment but then you know it could be really unexpected so for example i could have had a really horrible day Mm -hmm. a really really horrible day at work today and you know everything i did just went wrong and you know people came at me from every which way saying i've done it wrong and i'm doing it wrong and what's going on with me and whatever and then you know, maybe one person I'm in contact with at work will call up and say, oh my God, you did this so well. Thank you so much. You're so good at this. You really helped me today. And that, just that one small thing, even with all the horribleness that happened, that could really change everything. Mm -hmm. You know, it could say to me, okay, so whatever. So you were off today. It happens. But look, you are actually good. Because why why is it so difficult to accept um, criticism? 
because you don't do things that you think you're doing badly. It's true. You do things thinking you're doing an all right job. And even if you realize you're not doing your best, you don't think you're doing a horrible job. You think you're doing eh, less than, okay, so I'm a bit off today. But then when you receive criticism, it really knocks you down because it feel you've, you're like, wait, but I didn't think that I did such a bad job. And I generally consider myself quite a good whatever. So why? Maybe I'm wrong. Mm. Maybe all this time I was wrong and I'm just an idiot. And then there's this endless train of thoughts bashing you. Oh God, yes, so much. Yeah. It's really depressing. It's really difficult to think about. But then, and you know, you know what? It could be something that is completely unrelated. It could be have nothing to do with work. That's true. You could come home and cook supper and then, I don't know, your boyfriend or your friend or whoever it is is with you and having supper with you could be, oh my God, this is the best food I've ever tasted. You are an amazing cook. And then you're like, oh my God, I'm a really good cook. Yeah. It just, and and it will turn around everything, won't it? So what if I was, you know, crap at work today? I'm really good at this. And I'm getting really good feedback. It's true. And yeah, so I'm I'm of the opinion that our confidence, I think think he's right in saying that our confidence, and you're right too, you were saying that it's like a muscle. We have to work on our confidence every day and if we do that if we do this work if we take a moment to acknowledge the things we're doing right instead of taking the things we're doing right for granted and taking the things we're doing wrong as we're terrible uh, that's exactly it though what do you do when you are in bed at the end of the day you get into bed and you you think maybe i'm the only one who does this but maybe not you lie down in bed and you think about everything that happened today i find myself thinking about I don't know, an argument that I had with someone or even just a discussion I had with someone and all the things, oh my goodness, I should have said this and I could have said that and I should have said the other. And I think about all the things that went wrong today and what I could have done. Surely you're the only person who does them. this. <laughs> Thank you. I really needed that. Thank you. <laughs> but that's what I think about. I don't think about, oh my God, I did this so well and that worked out so well and that was really smooth and, and you know, that's not what I think about. Mm-hmm. That's not it. I think about all the things that I could have, should have, would have. Yep. And so, yes, maybe that is something that I could mindfully change. So if we had action steps, what what are the action steps for people who are listening to this podcast and thinking, yeah, I think I could boost my confidence. I think that would make an improvement to my life. Well, first of all, what we just said at the end of the day or even, you know, during the day, when you're thinking about things that happen, try setting aside the things that you didn't do very well because they're still going to be there and you're still going to have to think about them at some point. They just don't have to sum everything up. Think about what you did do well and how you could do it again or do it better next time. And we're going to have an episode about this. I think it's episode five, which we're going to talk about mindfulness and how to remove stress from our lives Yes, through mindfulness. Mindfulness is awesome. But until then, I would say start by thinking about your confidence levels right now. How do you do that? How do you rate your confidence levels at the moment? I think it's about asking yourself honestly, how do you feel in the world? How secure do you feel in the world right now? Are you confident enough to ask somebody out or are you not? But how could I think there should be like um, an objective scale. You know how if you're in hospital or something, they say to you, on a scale of 1 to 10, how how much are you in pain? 10, I'm dying! No, um, <laughs> if you want the good stuff, you want to see. But I'm saying, 
there's got to be a scale of things that you could say, how confident am I at cooking? How confident am I at, you know, my job? How confident am I at whatever you're, you're trying to do or you would like to do? So uh, you said that before and I thought it was really clever. How confident are you from there's no chance I can do this? to I'm no problem put me up on a stage in front of 10,000 people I've never seen before to talk about it now all right and then you have somewhere you know you have some sort of like an objective marker of where you are now okay yeah I like that and then maybe write it down somewhere just so that you have you know so that you have something to go back to because if you don't write it down you will never remember because if you can do it now you're like what do you mean I could always do this why could I not do this why would I on earth not be able to do it before so just write it down just so that you can look at it later and say, oh my goodness, look at the progress I've made. Because sometimes, you know, maybe your mate could tell you that, your mother could tell you that, your sister could tell you that, but you yourself, not necessarily. It's true. Okay, so so rate yourself. Rate yourself and then? And then start taking action. Take on a challenge, but I would say don't take on a challenge that's on the lower side of the scale. Take on a challenge that is closer to you have sort of more confidence in, but you could do with a little more confidence for. So try it. So I was listening to a talk by someone really interesting. Unfortunately, I can't remember his name. (laughs) Okay. Uh, But he was a really interesting guy and he was saying that he realized that he was very unconfident and... He found this website with a challenge and he decided to take on this challenge called 100 Days of Rejection. Of rejection? I've never heard of that one. 100 Days of Rejection. It's actually such a brilliant story. This guy, what he did was decided to every day go and do something, ask someone something that they would say no to. And so the first... That's like, you know, have someone kick you in the face. What? Why? Because... What we're afraid of is the rejection. But once we stop fearing the rejection, we're able to do so much more in our lives. That's like treatment of PTSD. To a certain degree, yes. In a way, and because what is it? What are you doing? You're confronting yourself with that fear, the problem. Mm-hmm. And then by doing it over and over again, you sort of Im- immunize well, yes, yourself. Yes, it's exposure. It's, it's not only done for PTSD. But yeah, it's done. It's true. Exposure to therapy is the thing. So he, he went out and he said... He was talking about how on the first day he decided he was going to ask someone for a hundred dollars and he came up to this security guard at the place he works I think and he said hey man can I have a hundred dollars and the security guard said no why and he was so ashamed he was so embarrassed that he just ran away but when he went home he was like wait he didn't just say no He asked me why. So I didn't give him a chance. It's not that he didn't give me a chance. I didn't give him a chance. So then he started listening to to the reasons people were saying no to him. And every he'd go and do ridiculous things, ask for the uh, Olympic ring-shaped donuts at the local donut shop. He'd just ask random things. He came up with a flower to some guy's house, knocked on the door, said, do you mind if I plant this flower in your garden? How weird. He was just asking weird things of people but it completely changed his point of view so i think if if you can treat your confidence in the same way by going out and developing the things things that are difficult for you in a non-threatening way you can learn so much you can develop yourself so much in this area yeah 
I think I think that's a really cool thing to do. But I think you need to have he mad, into, uh, you need to have mad confidence though to be able to do that. He had no confidence. That was the whole thing. But he must have had. You can't just do that. You can't just. I I don't think I would have the confidence. So you should. Uh, he has a um, a blog called Hundred Days of Rejection and a YouTube channel, and he filmed all of these things. He filmed them all. Really? Yeah. It's really cool. Okay. Really cool. Anyway, yeah, that's what I'm saying. What I'm saying is if if you spend a day, let alone a week, thinking about the choices you make and making the better choices, I think you can feel your confidence building. Okay, that's very interesting. I think another thing you could do is compliment someone else Mm -hmm. for something that they've done. Um, give specific attention specific attention to something that someone else did that you couldn't do okay with you know just give them acknowledgement of this apart from anything else I'll give you a small anecdote when I was pregnant for the first time it's a really scary thing it's a really scary thing and at some point you're like okay I want off of this train I want off of this train I'm so scared of actually giving birth you know, okay, I'm okay with being pregnant, but this is something huge inside my belly and I'm really scared of pushing it out. So, you know, I don't want, I'm really scared now. What I used to do is I used to think of, I used to, I was really focused on, I looked around and all I could see around me was parents, women who have children. And I was thinking to myself, you know, all of them could do it. And, you know, at least some of them must be complete morons. No, honestly, this is what I did. And I said to myself, I'm definitely a little bit, at least a little bit, smarter or more capable or whatever than that one. If they did it, I can do it too. It's true. So it's interesting. This They're going to think I'm a complete weirdo now. You are. I am. If you hold your excuses up to the light and tell yourself and, and ask yourself honestly, am I the only person who has this? excuse, whatever it is, yeah. uh, terrible childhood, uh, abusive parent, whatever, anything, bum leg, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Am I the only person who has this excuse? Has anyone with this excuse ever made it? Ever made it? And if the answer is yes, then this excuse is no longer you can valid. chuck that one out and find a new one. You're right. Mm-hmm. That is a really good way to think of things. And I think you were saying about complimenting. I would say, if in particular, if you're complimenting a child, because you'd have to, most people would have to lie to, to compliment them about something they can't do that their child can do. It depends on the age of the child, obviously. Yeah. Um, but I would say if you compliment the skills that can be developed, don't say you look great in your ponytail today. Say your drawing has improved significantly look at so many look at how many colors you're using now things like that things things that are skilled skills that can be developed and and grown i think i think kids appreciate that more also generally speaking i think what you need to compliment is not the achievement itself but the you know the um, the effort put into doing it Mm -hmm. because otherwise basically you're teaching them that they're only successful if they succeed. And that's so not true. It's so not true. Because success can be measured in so many different ways. What I feel the need to encourage my children for is making an effort to do something that is outside of their comfort zone. Absolutely. Because that's life, really. You get kicked out of your comfort zone all the time. And you just have to, you know, deal with it. So if you don't have the confidence to do that, and that's what it boils down to, isn't it? It's the confidence. Exactly. So do the same for co-workers, by the way. If you see someone you're working with and, you know, they need a little bit of a boost, do it. Yeah. 
if they've not, done if they've done good work compliment them yeah but even if they're really trying really hard yeah that's done good work yeah. as far as i'm concerned yeah. okay good so go out into the world and and do it be successful yeah successfully try successfully try <laughs> that's a good way to end <laughs> right so if you enjoyed the podcast please subscribe uh rate and review and give us compliments yeah and also email us please let us know if there's anything that you're interested in or would like us to discuss or you know questions you'd like us to answer please by all means um it's been lovely talking to you today yes and we'll see you again next episode bye bye